Would you like to bring a yoga and mindfulness curriculum to your school? At Kidding Around Yoga, we have several professional development workshops ranging from 90 minutes to six hours, and we can customize a program to meet your needs. In our professional development workshops, we teach educators how to implement yoga, meditation, and mindfulness into the academic setting in a fun and engaging way. If you would like to create a classroom where everyone, including you as the teacher, feels regulated, connected, and peaceful, give us a call at 800-563-8050. That's 800-563-8050. Or email us at kiddingaroundyoga4schools at gmail.com. That's kiddingaroundyoga, the number four, schools at gmail.com that that skill of being able to resist negative social pressure really um, at the base of it is being able to be really in tune with that inner, that inner knowing and our kind of like gut feeling, gut feeling. Yes. That gut feeling. And I think that when we can teach children to tune into their body signals, like we talked about in the self-awareness episode, that's sort of the foundation of getting them to be able to resist social pressure welcome to mindful conversations with Kay. i'm christy and i'm kelly we are both moms educators kidding around yoga teachers and trainers and now podcasters in this podcast we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mindful Conversations with Kay. Kelly, hello to you. Hello. Good morning to you. Morning to me. Um, You know, this episode today is really kind of the, um, I want to say it's just sort of the culmination of, you know, it's it's the final piece in the series, Mm -hmm. right? So we've been doing this exploration of the castle framework and kind of those pillars within that framework and I feel like this is kind of the it's just the summation of all of them yeah I agree it's kind of like all of the other pieces what we've been working through with all of the other pieces is what's leading to this which is healthy relationships right Right. and so that everything that we've talked about leading up to this is kind of what we've been working for because isn't our goal as humans, right? To have good relationships with those in our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think about, you know, as kids, you know, as kids progress through life and then they're getting into adulthood and they're, uh, you know, going out and they're getting jobs. And and, I mean, they, they have to know how to interact with others if they're going to be in a setting where they're, where they're working in a, you know, in a place with multiple people, they have to know how to interact. And the bottom line really is healthy relationships, happy relationships is going to lead to a more positive, healthy, happy life. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's it's really in so if we go back and we think okay you've got to be aware of your own self <clears throat> body and mind before you're able to manage yourself mm -hmm. your emotions and and once you have the ability to do that then mm -hmm. you can make better decisions that's a, that responsible decision making and then in turn then we start becoming aware of others and others feelings and diversity and all of these things and so once we understand that then okay now we're actually interacting now we're we're talking to each other we're communicating we're we're solving problems together we're doing these things so so yeah this is really kind of this uh this final piece of the pie so to speak yeah yeah let's just go back first and just define how they define it in castle so relationship skills is this pillar and it's uh, the ability to establish and maintain healthy and supportive relationships and to effectively navigate settings and diverse individuals and groups. And they talk about including things like communicating clearly, listening actively, cooperating and working collaboratively and being good problem solvers and all of those things that working and having that positive working relationship um, yeah. involves. And, you know, yeah. Think about some of these things, um, you know, just looking at communication to start with and being a good active listener in the communication process. Like right there, you know, is you have to be mindful about, you know, when you're when you're being an active listener. I, I know that, you know, it happens. You having a conversation with someone and your mind can wander and you can be somewhere else and you you don't even know what the person said. And you're like, oh, I'm you know we have to be an active listener in order to have this relationship you know skill and have good communication and that's something like that's the basis of of our mindful practices of mindful listening <clears throat> right absolutely and you know it, it it also you know they refer to the ability to uh, negotiate conflicts constructively mm -hmm. and uh, you know just navigate settings where there's different uh, social and cultural demands. Um, um, also just providing leadership, um, seeking and offering help. Um, all of these things come into play. And I think about, you know, I just think about just our kids yoga classes and what we do within those classes. And I feel like every single thing that we do is really contributing to the ability to develop these relationship skills. Um, and it's not just in, I mean, obviously, you know, those, the, the, the meditation, the deep breathing, all of this stuff, teaching the kids to regulate, be mindful, be present and all of that. But then how do you interact with others? You know, how do we work together to, um, you know, I think about the, the game where you, everybody kind of, uh, ties themselves up into like a big human knot. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The human yeah. knot game and then you and then you um you go through and figure out how to how to un untie without you know letting go of hands or something like that i mean that's a silly example but you know you're you're learning how to resolve these conflicts you're learning how to work together to um to move through these these processes and you know you think about the opportunity to provide leadership in certain this is really simple but what about, you know, when you give a kid an opportunity to get up and lead, lead the group through a yoga pose or lead yeah. the group in a yoga game, like Yogi says, or something like that, you know, you're giving the kids this opportunity to, to, 
learn how to be a leader and learn how to communicate with others. Absolutely. Yeah. Just leading a salutation, um, yeah. round of salutations is one of my, one of the easiest ways to, to encourage leadership, right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that opportunity also for, for others to then be able to see each individual as leaders in different ways is another, another thing about leadership too. Like the other kids have to be willing to look to the other person, you know, yeah. and, and follow their lead. Sometimes that's challenging for some, for some yes. children. Yes. Yeah. Good point. And, and recognizing that we all have a little bit of a different style and how we lead, you know, and, and um, you know, as, as you, I think about when we take turns in, in my classes, leading salutations, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have kind of this standard format that we follow um, to, you know, we call it echo salutation. And so one person says the first thing and then everybody echoes that and they, you know, repeat and they follow along. But then the kids have the opportunity to put their own poses in there. So maybe instead of doing, you know, downward dog here, we're going to do, you know, cobra pose or we're going to do, you know, whatever. So they have the opportunity to throw a variety of different poses in there. So we get to see diversity in how people lead and what choices they make. And I think that, you know, really helps kids recognize the differences. Yeah. And I, I always smile to myself as, as I do that, because sometimes, you know, you have those kids that they do the traditional classic version and that's it. They, they want to be that follow all, that follow directions, follow the rules. And then you have the other kids who go totally off, you know, off space and start adding in all these other poses. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun to, to watch the, the different personalities come through in their leadership skills. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, too, I, th- I think about when they reference, um, you know, as, as, as they're talking about relationship skills, um, they, they reference like seeking or offering help when needed, you know, so if we think about that within a yoga class setting, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a, in a partner pose situation. And so you've got somebody who says, you know what, um, I can't quite get my legs, you know, up against yours in boat pose, what can we do? And then you can have, you know, you have that dialogue with your person like, like, okay, well maybe let's both bend our knees a little bit so they can kind of work collectively through these things. And, you know, they can provide some suggestions to their partner or they can ask for help. You know, I might need mm-hmm. a little bit more help balancing here or whatever, you know, so that's a, yeah. a nice way to, to do that. Yeah. And then I was looking at one of the things that they talk about with relationship skills uh, is resisting negative social pressure. And this one, um, you know, popped out at me, maybe because I have a lot of teenagers in my house. (laughs) So it's on my mind. But, um, you know, I've talked about this before, um, that that skill of being able to resist negative social pressure really... um, at the base of it is being able to be really in tune with that inner, that inner knowing and our kind of like gut feeling, gut feeling. Yes. That gut feeling. And I think that when we can teach children to tune into their body signals, like we talked about in the self-awareness episode, that's sort of the foundation of getting them to be able to resist social pressure, which might seem kind of odd, like, oh, we're, we're telling them to, to, to really focus in on themselves. Um, but really, if they can tune into themselves and, and listen to their body signals, that physical body sensation that comes when they feel something is a little bit off or they're unsure about 
a decision that maybe others are making around them and then begin to trust that. And I think that the trusting that part is really hard sometimes because we are in general in how society, just how we raise kids these days, not, I'm, it's changing, but how, like how we were raised, we were kind of like taught not to listen to our, our intuition really, because a lot of times our feel, our feelings, maybe we may, were expressed our feelings, but we were told like, you know, kids be quiet, adults make the decisions kind of thing. Right. And we know what's best because we're the adults. And even though it's, you know, you and your, your body and your situation, like let the adult make the decision for you, you know? And I, I think about this in a, like a, it's kind of such a silly scenario, but I think about it a lot about when I'm being in the classroom and with children having to use the bathroom. And how many times, right, do teachers say like, no, you just went to the bathroom not that long ago, like sit back down, you have to wait, you know, like right there, like we're giving them the message like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't have to go to the bathroom. Maybe my body is not telling me what my body is telling me is not true. Maybe I shouldn't trust my body signals. So um, no, I think that's a great example, really. Um, yeah. Or even just, you know, um, this, this whole, um, you know shake it off, brush it off. You're fine. You know, somebody becoming upset and then like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Really? Are you fine? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, no. what an what a awful thing to tell a child, <laughs> like you're fine. Suck it up. <laughs> right. I know. And you think about it and I'm sure I sure I did it all the time when my kids were toddlers and they fell oh, down yeah. and, you know, they were learning to walk. And the thing you want to say automatically is like, Oh, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah. Don't cry. You know, right. it's just natural. I guess we don't want to we don't want to see our kids upset, but now I think that we have this understanding of like, kind of like, oh, it's okay. Like, ooh, like you fell, like that must've hurt. Like, mm-hmm. like, let's, you know, like, let's let them have their feeling yeah. and, you know, and support them through it so that they, they begin to trust their own. They trust their mind. instincts. Yeah. And trust that mind body connection so that when they get into a situation where there is social pressure, which they're going to find themselves as they grow older and get independent, um, they're able to really kind of say like, Oh, I have this feeling in my inner gut, wherever that is. I'm feeling like this is not right. I'm going to step away from this situation, or I'm going to, you know, use my voice to speak up for myself or to speak up for somebody else, you know, whether that's, you know, just standing up for somebody, um, you know, or avoiding something that is unsafe or unhealthy. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I, I think back to the example that I gave, I think it was when we were talking about um, social awareness, maybe, or something where my, my son had that incident where when he was, you know, with a group of people and he was being teased. And I mean, that just I mean, it shook him to his core and brought him to tears, you know, my 12 year old boy. And so, um, but, but then now being able to have that conversation with him and just kind of remind him, like, just really sit with this sensation. Like, how do you feel right now? And now I want you to, you know, if you ever are in a situation where somebody else is, you know, being bullied, being picked on all this, you know, that you need to stand up for that person because I want you to remember how you feel. So being able to stand up for others, you know, and, and support them is a perfect example of what we're saying about, because you could have 
as his mom wanting to be protective, say, oh, you don't need those kids. Don't worry about it. You don't believe anything they say. Like you're a great kid. Like you could have like tried instead of letting him like letting him really tune into that feeling where he was feeling sad or yeah. frustrated or upset. You could have brushed it away and said, oh, don't even worry about them. You, you, you have other friends and, you know, we can kind of brush over a situation sometimes because, because the feelings are hard for us. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Are you so, kidding me? Oh, that was yeah. brutal as a mom. So, yeah. You know, that's, that's what I mean by like really letting them the, tune into that, to those different feelings and, um, and allow them to, to process it because he will remember that next time yeah. he gets into a situation where, and, you know, I'm sure that he will stand up, you know, it, whereas before and then handling it the other way, where we brushing it off, like then he might think in his mind, like, oh, whatever, like, he'll be fine. That, that child, like he'll just brush yeah. off, like, you know, kind of thing. Like, cause that's what we would be teaching. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really the, the base, which is kind of why we're saying like the self-awareness piece and all of those earlier, um, things that we were talking about throughout this series really bring us to this level of the ability to have these relationship skills. Right. Absolutely. Great stuff. All of these things, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed this, um, this little mini deep dive into uh, into this castle framework, and I'm glad we had the opportunity to just kind of break it apart and talk through all of these things, and um, and just end on this note because um, I'm really I, I really enjoyed um, all of these discussions for sure. Yeah, and if you missed any of them, definitely go back and check them out. And um, you know, there's there's lots of little tips and and things where you can incorporate some things mindfulness and yoga practices to really lead to developing these these skills in a in a stronger sense whether that be at home with your own children or in your classroom so yeah it's, it's been a great series I've, I've enjoyed it as well yeah all right everybody thanks so much for tuning in and we look forward to our next conversation bye everyone thank you for joining us for this conversation if you enjoyed this episode we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.